Hello, welcome to the United podcast with me, Dimita Berbatov. And yeah, all right, you've done that very well, Sam Homewood. Hello, welcome to United Podcast, hosted by Dimitar Berbatov. We are in Malta. We're making something special out here. We're going to be exploring the island. We're going to meet a load of United fans in Malta and learn about the connection between the supporters here and the club itself back in Manchester. But let's start, Berber. How are you on your podcast? <laughs> welcome to my podcast. <laughs> I feel good. I feel good. I feel relaxed. I feel in a working mode, to be honest, as well. So I think we're doing a pretty good job as well. Yeah, very professional. Uh, obviously, you, you've been here before because you've played here, right? I did, yeah. And not only that, I scored here twice. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know what I was thinking. Uh, so what, what do you th- make of the island? What do you think of it? It's, I mean, it looks great. Uh, yeah, the weather, first and foremost, is great, which is very important to me. I like the sun, so it's good. Uh, people are nice you know the location looks amazing so overall it's going to be a great working days for us I don't know for you but for me it's okay (laughs) yeah perfect Um, obviously you talked about the view you can't see because it's podcast but we're currently sat at the very top of a cliff in a lovely restaurant overlooking the bay it's amazing but we've got lots to do so we'll crack on hello my name is Vince and I am a tour guide on the island of Malta. Now about the history of Malta. Well, it actually starts before that in prehistory. Thousands of years ago when we know quite little about the uh, people who were here. Some of the sure things we are 100% about is they always came via Sicily. So whoever was running the largest island in the Mediterranean, our big neighbour, they also occupied the island of Malta, among other things. So, the Napoleonic French pop in briefly. It was mostly three months ruling over the island. And then there's an uprising. And uh, in order to help out, we needed the help of a navy to blockade the harbour area. We didn't have that, so the British were asked to provide support. Which lasts till uh, 1964, independence. We still get the Queen as head of state till 74, and then we become a republic. Now, one of the toughest questions one could uh, spend ages talking about is uh, what are the Maltese made out of, their mentality. It's easy to check out DNA. DNA is a bit Sicilian, a bit uh, Arabic, a bit of everything. So when you go to school, if you're starting kindergarten, the teacher is going to address you in either Maltese or English. And that is because both of them are official languages and they're both used to teach. Uh, The most popular language at secondary level when one is supposed to opt for a foreign language is going to be Italian. Our language, uh, I mentioned mostly Italian and English, but there's a lot of Arabic in in the language. And in many cases you can use two variations uh, just to say the same thing, like good morning is bonjour, which is quite French, and uh, you can say Lord Wataiba, which is more Arabic. Soon, myself and Berber will be heading to the Manchester United Supporters Club of Malta to meet fans and watch a match. But before we do, let's hear their story. Hello, my name is Joseph Tedesco. I am 51 years old. Um, I'm currently the president at the Man United Supporters Club. I've been in this role for the past uh, 
14 years, but been involved in the committee for over 27 years. The Supporters Club in Malta is the oldest standing Manchester United Supporters Club in the world, UK included, which might be a surprise for some. It started way back in 1959. Um, the idea was um, uh, in the mind of our club founder, John Kalea, which thankfully he's still alive, he's still around, he's still in contact with us. At that time he had uh, a family member who was in contact with uh, Sir Matt Busby um, and uh, somehow he managed to make contact with Sir Matt. Then he went to Old Trafford, met Sir Matt, met Jimmy Murphy, who we are uh, very close to his family as well. From then, uh, John decided to start the Supporters Club. He wrote a letter to Sir Matt and asked him the permission to start the Supporters Club in Malta. And on the 4th of February 1959, which coincided exactly one year after the Munich crash, um, nearly one year to the date, uh, the, the Supporters Club um, had its first committee meeting. So basically our Supporters Club started after the tragedy of Munich because John felt that Munich of Munich meant the end. It, many people thought it was the end. Actually, it was the beginning. It was the beginning of many things. Uh, that, that terrible day on the 6th of February uh, was the beginning of so many things um, at the cost of so many lives, unfortunately. But one of the things that began was our supporters club, which now has been going on for nearly 65 years. I was born in the era when Manchester United were actually, in that decade, they were relegated. We had a team which was struggling. I was born in 71. My father, God bless his soul, was a great United fan. Um, and I remember every Sunday morning um, looking for the newspaper to check if we had won the day before, when all the games used to be played on a Saturday. It was bad times for United but I recall my father jumping for joy he was still a five-year-old kid and when I grew a bit to remember what that was it was actually um, the year when we beat Liverpool in the FA Cup final in 1977 ruining their treble dream at the time so I can understand why my dad was so happy and we were lucky to see live the FA Cup in Malta on local television. In the past, Malta was conquered by the English, was conquered also by the Italians, so there has been a lot of influence from England and Italy. So we have a lot of in influence coming from, from Italians and English, and obviously there were, like, at the time when people used to earn their living with the English, who were, like, the patrons of the island at the time, they used to support the English, the others maybe support the Italians. So this rivalry um, has been going on for years and years. And I remember, I recall Italian Novanta when there was the World Cup close to us in Italy. And England and Italy go, both got, got, got to the semi-final of that World Cup. <laughs> in my opinion, on this island, that month was the best, most exciting and most wonderful time where there was all that rivalry and when the Italians win you will see carcades on the roads with people waving Italian flags and obviously the other way around when England wins so th that, that month was probably the best month 
on this island for football. We've had great events, uh, but if you had to pick, if I had to pick the, the three greatest ones um, so far, I would say when we got the treble in 1999, um, the treble was won on the 26th of May and on the 17th of June, so it was literally less than a month, the club made arrangements with Man United to bring over the treble to Malta for one night. Um, I would say the Gary Neville testimonial dinner was amazing because we had probably, not probably, it was in terms of numbers, was the biggest dinner we've ever had, 1,200 people in the middle of a fort. Uh, it was amazing. There was Dennis Law, there was the Premier League trophy. We had just um, won um, the 19th trophy, so we had just surpassed Liverpool at the time, you know, so it was an amazing time. And it was a great, a great, a great event. The 50th anniversary, one week of celebrations, we had Pedicler and Show live from Malta. We had Alex Ferguson, Kelly Neville, Ryan Giggs, Paul Scholes here with the Premier League, with the FA Cup, and at the time the World Club Trophy as well. So it was another unique treble at the time. So it was amazing. And it was during the season, it was in February. So um, that was quite an achievement to manage to, to, to get the arrangements in place. We've had a great 60th anniversary five years ago, and we're looking forward to have a great 65th. Whilst on the island, I wanted to get a better idea of domestic football in Malta. Hello, my name is Bjorn Christensen. I play for um, Hibernians FC and also I'm part of the national team of Malta. So basically there are three, three divisions in Malta. There are 12 in the top division, 12 teams, um, if I'm not mistaken, 15 or 16 in the, in the second division and I think around 20 or 25 in the, in the bottom division. Um, uh, basically the top division, most players are professional. So Four or five teams, so Slima, Floriana, Hips, Valletta and, and Hamroon, in my opinion, they're the biggest teams in Malta, the teams that won most leagues. My opinion, you can have a, a good, a good career in Malta, you know, but obviously, um, most, most players who, who play in the top division, not, not all of them, obviously you need to plan for, for things to do after, after they play football. Uh, obviously the dream of, I think each player, mine, mine as well, when I was young, you know, it was, that one day maybe you can play in a in a better league in a in a, in a higher division in uh, around Europe basically. At the moment we have Teddy Toma. He's playing in in top division in France in Ligue 1. Um, we also have had uh, Buzo in Belgium. He played for. He was the captain of of Genk. We had had Michael Mifsud as well. He played and scored against United. You know, um, scored twice. So I think it was. Probably a very good highlight on, of his career and for, for a Maltese person. Obviously, the national team, every result we get against a higher ranked team, I think it's a, it's an honor for us Maltese, obviously, because we're such a small country and everything 
any point or any 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 goal scored is an achievement for our country. I've played against England in 2017, if I'm not mistaken, as well. At the end of the match, when once the referee whistled, I was just next to Rooney, and uh, I asked him whether he would like to swap the shirt, and he. Luckily enough for me, he accepted. Obviously, it's it's great to have his shirt. As obviously, I'm a United supporter, and obviously, he was a he is a United legend. Obviously. So basically, when I was I was young, I used to play in Denmark, and uh, the club I used to play with in Malta, which is my current club at the moment, Hips. The, the under-18s of Hibs had the opportunity to play against the under-18s of, of Man United. And obviously, I would have liked to play. So I asked the, the club whether I could come down from Denmark to you know have the opportunity. And they accepted. And my obviously, my club in Denmark, they accepted as well that I can go down and have some time to play, you know. And I came here. I played, if I'm not mistaken, around 20 or 30 minutes. And... It was a great experience, obviously. It ended in a goal. We lost 3-1, okay, but it was, you know, we played against Lingard, Pogba, you know, and obviously Ben Amos, the goaler, who was there as well. A great experience. Football is, is, is something for this, for this island. You know, you can, you can see it's such a small island having so many football teams. It, it means something, you know, to the people, you know, because we have three divisions full of football teams in, let's say, 27 kilometers, kilometer island. So it's, it says something about the people, you know, and most people, you know, they either support an English side or an Italian side, okay, but we have a lot of United supporters here. It's, it's great. So it's match day today. United are away at Fulham. So Dimitar and myself are on our way to the famous Malta Manchester United Supporters Club. We're going to meet fans. We're going to battle against each other in a quiz. And of course, we're going to watch the match. Berber, how do you feel when you get to meet fans in environments like this? Well, it's always uh, nice to meet uh, fans all around the world. And it just shows you how big of a brand United is globally. Uh, you know, it's going to have a nice experience as well because... It feels like back in the day when I used to play. Uh, so it's always great to have uh, and meet fans uh, that you know show your appreciation and just you enjoy the, the whole experience. You mentioned the fans and how nice it is to meet them. Does it surprise you or did it surprise you when you joined United just how many fans there are globally and like different supporters clubs in every country? At the beginning, yes, because I, I do remember one of my first trip. It was in Asia, and we were like the Beatles going there, and everybody screaming and just going crazy. And then you realize slowly that United is uh, so big around the world, and this trend keep on growing and growing and growing. And and, it, and it's great because you know, as we said before, uh, when you say Manchester United, <laughs> even if you're lost in a country, maybe you can say United, and then you find people who will help you. Hello Joe, how are you? You well? (laughs) 
So I've just come outside. My Berber is having his photos taken with some fans and signing some things for them. Uh, and now everybody's queuing up, waiting to get inside the supporters club. Loads of United fans, so I'm just going to bother them. Where have you come from? Obviously, Malta, I assume. Perfect. How long have you been associated with the supporters club? Um, I think five, six years now. But I've been supporting United since 2000. Uh, since Ronaldo joined Manchester United, so that's why I support Manchester United. And you still support Manchester United? Yes, of course. Perfect. And I will. I will. Till I die. <laughs> and you're sneaking in now to meet Berber? Yes, of course. I have a photo with you as well. You have yeah, one, yeah, because in May, yes, I show you. And I have your signature as well. Did we do that at Old Trafford? Yes, yes. Yep, I remember. Trafford. It has surprised me, though. Look. There's you. Yeah, there we are. I'm the lovely old time inside Old Trafford. <laughs> Thank, <laughs> Thank you, you very, very much. much. <laughs> Cheers. See you, man. Right, you look nice. No, you don't want to be involved. Okay, guys, how are we all? I'm fine. Yeah, what's your name? Uh, Cleo. Cleo, uh, talk to us about the Manchester United Supporters Club of Malta. It's the oldest supporters club mm-hmm. in the world. Yeah. We are very, very cool. <laughs> and crazy about United. Yeah. Uh, how long have you been a United fan? Are you from Malta? Of course. Yeah. So what drew you to Manchester United? Third generation, United? my friend. Love that. Third generation. My grandfather started supporting them mm-hmm. before the Munich crash. Wow. Yes. And then my my cousin is also a supporter. My mm-hmm. mother is also a supporter. Wonderful. I'll let you get inside. Thank you. Anybody else want to have a chat? This guy does. Go on. Talk to us. Hi. How are you? Who are Good. you? Sheldon. Hello, Sheldon. Hi. Uh, how excited are you to get inside and meet Dimitar? Really excited. Yeah. This fr- uh, last February, I uh, went to Old Trafford mm-hmm. and met the players as well. Oh, what, how was that? Uh, really, brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah? Yeah. Was everybody friendly? Yeah, yeah. Oh, perfect. Bruno, the most. He's a very uh, friendly guy. <laughs> uh, so talk to us about this. Oh, you need to get inside. It's your turn. Right, I'll get out of the way. Thank you. Hello. I've just come to body while you're in the queue. How are you? Shy is the answer. Yes. You're fine. Yes, I'm fine. What's your name, please? Sonia. Sonia, how long have you been coming to matches here? Uh, like six months. Okay, it's a fairly new. Uh, it's brand new, this one. <laughs> how's the experience been? Have you enjoyed it's it? It's nice, yeah, it's a lovely place. Mm-hmm. All right, people are very friendly. But he can tell you more on the Manchester than me. Because okay. he's very good, the Manchester. So have you just sort of been recently brought into yes, it? Yes, yes, him. He put mm. me in. He said, you want to join the club? I said, yes. Great work. Um, I've been there about uh, 25 years. Yeah. Are you excited to meet Berbatov? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take that noise as a yes. Yeah, his heart is beating for <laughs> Please welcome Mr. Dimitar Berbatov. Berbatov has played for Bulgaria against Malta four times in his career. How many goals has he scored? So, Team Sam has 22 points. And Team Berbatov has 24 Dimitar Berbatov in a quiz about Dimitar Berbatov. I don't think there's any shame in that. Hello, my name is Macho Aniquez. I started supporting United since I was nine years old. I started supporting United because I was in love with Rooney and and I've always watched the games after that. I never missed a Man United match after that. So my name is Andrew. So basically I started supporting United because of Mr. David Beckham back then. So yeah. I feel it's a very romantic club, let's, let's put it that way. Uh, my name is George Aparo. Uh, well, uh, I started uh, supporting them in uh, 1958 when they crashed. And uh, one of my best players, 
favorite players died a week ago. Bobby Charlton. For me, he was the best. My name's Chris. Well, United is everything in my life. Um, I've been supporting them uh, since I was very young. And uh, I love this club. So meeting Dimitar uh, Berbatov is going to be... I'm very excited. Now, obviously, he's been playing a bit before my time. However, watching him when I was younger, I just could remember he was amazing on the ball. Yes, his ball knowledge as well is amazing. I would like to have a little chat with him. So, yeah, I'm excited to watch him. I'm happy he's here in our country. Uh, huge legend of this club. Joanna. Johnston. Clayton. Well, I've always supported Man United since I was a little girl. I mean, uh, they're the best team for me, best team in the world. Even when we lose, when we win, I'm still a Man United supporter. Uh, it's my religion, actually. It's my family. All my friends are here, so we meet here every week, um, every game there is. Sometimes we just go to another bar and we speak about Manchester United. Malta is a very, very special place for Man United fans. I mean, we have a lot of Maltese supporters who always support We have the oldest club in the world. (laughs) Yeah, you don't forget to mention that. Yes, we do have the oldest club in the world. I mean, uh, if you're you're a real Man United supporter, then Malta is the place to be. We love Man United, win or lose, we're always here. Dejan. Wayne. Massimo. I've been a supporter since I was young. My father is a Man U supporter as well, so it's it's part of me. <laughs> My grandfather was a Manchester United fan, and we always watch to show me the football matches on Tuesday. On Tuesday, because no life matches that when I was young, oh, and I always supported United. Oh. My dad supported them, and... I like them now as well. Um, Rashford, Martinez, and Bruno Fernandez. Casemiro, I like him as well. Go, Go United! Broke for Martial, but it just thrashed away as far as Fernandez. Fernandez, McTominay, Palistri, Fernandez, space, Fernandez! A captain's goal for Manchester United! It's stoppage time! It is Bruno Fernandez leading from the front. And winning it late on for Manchester United at Craven Cottage. Later in the evening, Supporters Club President Joseph Tedesco had something in store for us. We're going together to meet the founder of our Supporters Club. He is an elderly gentleman, but still his mind is very set up and I'm sure you're going to enjoy it. His name is John Kalea. Well, uh, to begin with, I, I uh, remember during the war and after the war, I was more oh, 10, 11 years old, something like that. I had a cousin, and uh, she was like my elder sister, 
because she often slept with us. Well, she married by quite by chance. Um, she married an English pilot who, before being conscripted as pilot, uh, was at uh, Manchester United as an apprentice, I think they called them, apprentice players. But then he was conscripted and uh, naturally he used to talk to me all the time about Manchester United. Eventually, uh, I went to his home as well because they lived in Manchester in Salford near Hope Hospital. And uh, ever since then, why was his dog be? Why don't you write a letter to Matt Busby? I hardly, to confess, I hardly knew who, who Matt Busby was at that time because at that time it was Arsenal, it was uh, Wolves, and Aston Villa, and a certain other team called City. <laughs> um, uh, so I decided to write and uh, I signed it and, and I said oh this Mr. Busby he will bother about my letter but he did about a week or ten days later I got a letter there was his photo there was an autograph sheet and uh, there was there was also a tie and uh, a letter from him and since then Manchester United became a religion to me. That's why I founded the club. I put the letter in the newspaper and then uh, the people came and we started from there. I can't imagine another man like Matt Busby. And uh, one thing, um, he promised me that he would try to bring the team to Malta. And I said, oh, it's, uh, this is just going to be a promise to me. But two years after, just two years, he did. This is, we're talking of 1961. And uh, he said that we are going, we are going to Malta specifically because there they have a supporters club. Um, we are going to the house of Mr. Manchester United of Malta. That's what I call him. I've known him for practically all my life. His name is Joe Glenville. Joe Glenville, um, his affair with Manchester United, his love affair with Manchester United dates back from the early 60s. 1961, he moved to Manchester, made loads of friends there. He even had his business there. Um, uh, and uh, the connections that Joe Glenville has most probably you can count them on one hand the people who have that same level of connections that Joe have um, he's, uh, he's got a wonderful collection of programs and menus uh, from various events he's been like for example invited to the dinner with the players after the 1968 European Cup final. That's 1966 with Matt. We are still in contact with part of the family. This was the 25th anniversary when we won the, the European Cup. It was a big, a big, a big dinner at Motram Hall and Ferry was there. You see, when, when you are there, 
you don't appreciate how lucky you are. Then when you're not there, then you'll miss it. This is the first goal of David. And this is Oli's, Oli Solskjaer goal in Barcelona. This is the famous goal of Beckham, halfway line. He sent it to me. I mean, they used to come here. I mean, I, I got them to Malta the first time because, as I told you, I met their their parents before in London, and um, they they never been here. And David was away just once when he went to I think it was Barcelona for the Wobbechalten School, and um, they came to Malta, and I put them in a little guest house. This is David's room, where he used to sleep. That was signed by David when I went to visit him in Spain, when he was with Madrid. Thanks for looking after me. Uh, in Malta, four years. For so many years. David. That's the end of our trip here in Malta. Berber's not with me now. He had to leave earlier to catch a quicker flight because he's a busy man. Apparently he's left me a message, though. Hello, Sam. Thanks to you and the people of Malta for having me. I've really enjoyed my time here. This country is a special place for Manchester United Football Club. And now I'm heading home to Bulgaria, to Sofia, where I live. I see my kids. I have other obligations. I'm campaigning to be the president of Bulgarian football by home. I have my foundation who is supporting talented kids. So I have a lot of things to do. But I hope to be at Old Trafford again to see everyone and support the team. Once a red, always a red. Hey, what a lovely guy. So as well as meeting fans and learning about Malta, we've been mountain biking, which was absolutely extraordinary. We went on gondola boats, that was really fun. Uh, we were swimming in the sea, we've done paddle boarding, we visited temples. There's so much to do here, it's been great. Uh, hopefully, Beber will do it again next year. What do you reckon? Um, let us know what you thought of the episode and uh, you know, give us a five-star review or that kind of nice stuff. You can subscribe or email us, United Podcast at main.co.uk. And until next time, see ya.